0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to PRI Talk. Um, Thanks again for joining me this week. Um, If you missed last week, my interview with Ryan Mitchell, uh, head volleyball coach over at Lovejoy High School, definitely um, rewind and check that episode out. Um, Really good conversation with him about how their season went, winning back-to-back state championships. So really appreciate him being on. Um, Apologize for the the glitchiness of the kind of last few minutes um on that kind of out of my control just the the lag in the conversation and the software that i use so nothing i can do about that but definitely go back and check out that um episode if you have not listened to that already um uh, coach mitchell ryan is a, is a great guy and, and a really fantastic coach and um, appreciate his time being on so um this week uh definitely have a, a bunch of things that i want to talk about um First one being, I apparently ruffled some feathers uh, of some people with my uh, blog post on um, the Phantom Ten Foot Toucher. So if you if you missed my blog post about the Phantom Ten Foot Touchers, definitely go back and read that. Um, but I uh, I definitely ruffled some feathers with some people. Um, I think I got a lot of comments about that one uh, more than I have in the past, which is fine. I'm I'm totally fine with with uh, creating some discussion um and some dialogue because I think it's good. Um but uh definitely some people were I think upset at what I had to say about that. Um but I, I to this day, so posted it a couple weeks ago now I have zero people have taken me up on my um 10 foot touch challenge. I have zero tags on social media. Um no one has shown me that they actually have um either have a kid in their program or that an athlete can actually touch 10 feet. Um, So I'm still waiting for that to happen. Um, I will gladly uh, watch those and even share those. Um, If you have an athlete that touches 10 feet, um, please tag me in the post. Again, um, just going back to what I was talking about in the post was I I think there's a lot fewer um, athletes out there that we think. Are there a bunch? Yes. Are there a bunch of girls in the 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 Penn States and the um you know the the Minnesotas and the Floridas touching? Yes, of course. Um, but but I think uh, our perspective is a little bit skewed. I don't believe that the the vertex um are accurate um for, for a bunch of different reasons. Um, some of those I get into the blog post. But so so that's that. Um, I've had zero people uh, uh talk to me about it. What well, what I think was interesting. Um, as I, as I talked to several coaches over the last couple of weeks and several go, Oh, you know, we have a kid touching 10, this and 10 that. And I, you know, I sat on like on the phone, I send me the video, like tag me on social media. I'd love, love to see it. Um, and again, the, the, just again, haven't got tagged with anything, which is fine. Um, but that is my challenge. And I continuously extend that challenge to whoever's willing to, um, prove me wrong, which is totally fine. Um, Got a lot of college coaches uh, applauding me on it. Yeah, there's Jason. There's a lot of kids that say they touch ten feet, and you go watch them play, and they don't touch ten feet. It's like, mm, no, you're not touching ten feet. And and I think that is hundred percent true. And I talked about that. Um, but I, again, we're back to you know the the kids that are actually in you know these college programs that that are have said or you know got tested at some point and they said they touch ten feet and they and they actually don't. Um, I. I do think um, and this is one a couple of discussions that I got into, and I, and I think this is kind of my um not not my overall point, but but the part of the issue here with the with these 10 foot verticals is what height is the kid actually playing at? Um, because you can touch 10 feet once when you use all of your strength for one jump. Um, but are you touching 10 feet in a game ever? Are you contacting the ball even close to 10 feet or are you um, you know, playing at about nine, nine, four. Um, you know, that, that kind of thing that that's part of the question that we're, that we're trying to talk about, or are you playing at nine feet? I watched a really quick clip the other day, a really fantastic athlete. And I can't remember where she's going, um, to play. Uh, I would argue she's probably a 10 foot jumper kid. Um, but even in this film, um, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly how high she touches. I would bet she, if she's not touching 10 feet, she's probably pretty darn close. Um, but, uh, it, even in the video, her swing, she gets a kill, but she swings into the block and, and the, you know, the ball is probably an inch, maybe an inch and a half above the net. And, and again, in my blog post, we talk about how high the net actually is. So uh, there, there's definitely um, some, some uh, gray area here as far as like what an athlete actually is touching on the vertical and how high they actually play in a game. Um and I think that that's kind of again part of my point. Um, with with coaches wanting kids that touch 10 feet and going and watch a kid and like, well, they're not touching 10 feet. It's like, well, but they actually play at nine, eight, nine, nine for an, you know, five sets. Like they have the energy and the the ability to do that. Um, that leads into to my comments on the trainers. And I was I was very clear at what I said uh as far as trainers go. Um, I, I don't necessarily believe in in or or think that jump training per se is an issue. Um, But when you're telling someone that you're going to increase their vertical by however many inches, and you have zero statistical information to back up that claim that you're going to do, I would be very weary of them. And I would be for any junior high, high school athlete that's out there and some some trainer is telling you that, that he can increase your vertical by however many inches, Um, even if you say, well, you know, some have blah, 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 without the statistical actual information of here's the athletes that I have, here's when we've tested and and here's the increase in vertical that we've seen, unless they have that data, unless they're giving it to you, I, I, I wouldn't buy it. Um, and so again, ruffled some, some feathers of some people. Um, and, and, and again, I, I think there's some really good trainers out there. and, And the comment to me was, you know, well, um, it's not about increasing your vertical. It's about, um, keeping your, your, you know, stamina up or increasing your stamina and being able to jump at a, at a, consistent level for, for as long as you can. That's what matters. And I'm, yeah, totally agree. Um, I think, uh, I think it's funny that, um, there were several people that commented, Jason, there's more to volleyball than touching 10 feet. And I said, yes. I I never stated in my blog. I even this is my comment to someone like, let me know where I said that this was the most important part of volleyball, and I'll make sure I go in and change it because that was not my point. And you know, no response. So I do think it's funny um, that 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 it is a little bit of a a ruffle feathers kind of subject, um, but but definitely would you know definitely want to create dialogue on this because from a recruiting perspective, if if an athlete puts on their profile that they touch nine eight right there's i I can name 12 coaches off the top of my head they're gonna be like "Mm, yeah that kid's not jumping high enough right but if the kid actually like jumps nine eight and plays at nine eight um then then they would be probably uh, in my mind a good athlete for for a bunch of programs okay um just using that vertical touch measurement is not um, the only thing that we should be doing and, and a coach comment commented this to me um, and I and I agree um, and you know but but it's but it's these situations where um, in a lot of ways the coaches that I talk to will will say this and then turn around and be like well this kid's not jumping high enough and it's like well so are you are you looking for a kid that's talented that can score points or are you looking for a kid that can touch really high um, on a, on a vertex right so this is this is the balance that I'm kind of talking about. And and it's why, um, the, the idea of the blog post came, came together because where we as coaches in, in college want athletes that can touch really high. Um, you know, the, the, the reality of it is in a lot of ways, if you don't put that you're, that you're touching 10 feet, there's a lot of college coaches that just won't even go look. Right. Um, but I did have a conversation with a coach in the ACC and and he said, Jason, our best player hasn't ever touched above nine seven on the vertec ever. And she's our best player and has been for the time that she's been here. So uh, again, it's, it's not the only measurement tool. I never said it was, um, there's definitely a lot of other aspects involved. Um, but, but I do think because of how we've, um, uh, how we've kind of trained our brains that's that's a measurement that we're looking for, which again is not not a bad thing, but it tends to be um, one of the first things that we look for um, and I don't know if that's necessarily the the best thing. Um, and, and I think so there's a lot of athletes that say they're touching 10 feet um, and there's a lot of uh, programs out there that manipulate their vertex so that they have kids um, that are touching 10 feet or they show kids that you're touching 10 feet. Um, like I said, in the blog post, um, you know, a a kid goes from one gym to the next and they increase their vertical by five inches. That's a lot. Okay. Um, or, or a kid that's maybe touching nine, eight goes to a qualifier and NCSA says, Oh, you're touching 10, four. Like that's, that's a huge difference. Okay. So I, I, again, my challenge in the blog was show me an athlete touching the rim. That's 10 feet, right? i w- i would guess there's there's very little variation um, and there was going to be some obviously in in basketball hoops in in high school and college gyms those are going to be fairly accurate and i also said you know you're looking at four volleyballs above the net which is pretty high okay so so anyway that's my challenge um I thought it was interesting the uh, feedback and dialogue that I got from that um, from blog so I wanted to share that here with you guys and like i said go check it out. Um, if you haven't, um, already. Okay. So we are, uh, here in Texas, uh, it is day four or five, something like that of the, the snow apocalypse, 2021, um, stuck inside. We have power, which has been great, um, and very thankful for that, um, we haven't had any issues with freezing or anything like that. So um, we are good, which is nice, um, but there's a lot of other people that have it. And so hopefully they can get power back soon and, and, and water back and, and um, all that kind of stuff. Hopefully here in a couple of days we'll be warmed up enough and, and this will get behind us. But um, when, when generators across the state start crashing down, uh, that's not a, not a good sign. Um, so so now if you have power right volleyball in still texas is going on even over the weekend with all the ice and stuff like that there was still volleyball going on um so if you are playing a volleyball you need to be working on your highlight film film is very important right? i've been stressing it even before the virtual recruiting stuff was happening film 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 was important okay um there's some other things that are important also, but film is very important. Getting that in the hands of college coaches um, now is a great time to update your highlight clips, um, to do updates or to do some some put together some highlight clips of some you know individual match. Here's all my highlights from this match. Here's all of my swings from this match. Here's all of my touches from this match. Right, um, you know, doing a highlight film is more than just you know the the two kills that you got in that one set right and that was one of the things that that i i mentioned all the time to to parents is this whole huddle creating highlight films or huddle i don't even i'm not even highlight films they're just like highlight clips um huddle creating highlight clips for you is not the way to go okay if you are um uh leaning on huddle to make your highlight film for you because they do they put out some automatic highlights of kids and stuff they are not always great okay Um, And when you're trying to make a first impression or any impression, you need to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward. Um, And and that means you going through your film and putting clips together um, to show to college coaches. So now is a great time to be doing that, right? School's been closed here all week. Again, if you have power, if you have internet, if you have the ability to do that, now is a great time to work on um, some of those highlight films. So please go and do that. Okay, so last thing on the agenda today um, is uh, this idea of dwindling opportunities. Okay, so I talked a couple weeks ago about opportunities, opportunity, and I'm going to hit on some of those notes again, um, but but just want to really dive into what this looks like, um, and 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 the kind of the culmination right now of, of what everything has looked like with eligibility and all that is. Very limited scholarships, very limited roster spots in the 2023 class. I've talked to lots and lots of coaches in the Power Five over the last couple of weeks. Um, I would say more more than not um, are telling me that they have one scholarship in 2023 that they're looking for one athlete. Okay, and that is the culmination of everything in 21 and everything in 22. And they're just like we have these young kids that are planning on staying an extra year. And so we don't we don't have the roster space. We don't have the scholarships available to bring in a ton of athletes. OK, so that is kind of what things look like here two years out. Um, and without going into too much detail of how we got here, uh, basically college athletes were given an extra year. High school athletes were not. Right. This was a conversation I had with a parent um, a week or so ago. Uh, the NCAA extended eligibility and bumped scholarships in 21, but not 22. So they could go over their cap in 21 if they had the financial resources to do it. In 22, they could not. Um, and, and so what that meant was it kind of it, it kind of bottlenecked things, right? I have kids on my roster that are staying an extra year, and I already have incoming kids, right, in the 2022 class. And so I can't go over my scholarship, and I'm, I'm limited in roster space because of travel and budget and all the things that I've been talking about this for this entire year. Um, as far as what impact this was going to be. Um, so the options right now, or sorry, the options immediately shrunk for the class of 22 because rosters were already um, rosters already added athletes potentially, right? So when we, when we started looking at the 2022 class and, and all the eligibility ramifications of the 2022 class, we already, like those coaches already had kids now that they recruited in 2022 without recruiting them right? So we we already added, because we added an extra year, um, we automatically added kids into that 2022 class, okay? So do that, plus kids that maybe already committed to a school in, in 2022 and committed early, okay? Um, so e- even if athletes, even if you were, if you're an athlete that's looking for an opportunity right now, even if you were on top of your recruiting in the fall, which a lot of kids really were in the twenty two class, okay. Um, and you were talking to coaches, and you, you you know you got in touch with them on June fifteenth. Those opportunities have dried up faster and faster, um, and this is a real problem for kids that still want to play volleyball. And, and it's not it's not that you are unable to play at a specific level; it's just that there is not room for you, okay. Um, and so. If you look at it just from, you know, say say twenty five percent. If we look at across the country, and there's a thousand scholarships available in the 2022 class, right? Even if twenty five percent of the athletes at the college level stay an extra year, which I, I don't know if that number is high or low. I'm thinking one in every four um, is 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 staying right for that extra year. I mean, not only you're starting with only 750 scholarships across the country and there's even less than that right um when when we do when we do our math we we get that number really small really fast um and so you really really limited um schools to really only add one to two athletes in that 2022 class right if 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 the if if 25% of you are staying or a third of the athletes at the college team are already staying on the roster, then, um, you know, you that only opens up one or two scholarships, um, right? And depending on where you fit, depending on what your uh, position is, right, setters and liberos have been hit the hardest. Um, those kids potentially are going to stay more um maybe than middle hitters and things like that just because the knees and the and the the breakdown of their bodies physically at the college level is pretty brutal um but but those opportunities are drying up faster because you know a, a huge chunk of of um scholarship opportunities and roster spots even not even scholarship opportunities but roster spots um went away automatically okay Again, we're only we're we're talking about three athletes a year is is what a school um, will will potentially recruit three or four, and when twenty five percent of those go away immediately, that really really limits things. Okay, Um, so and and because of the recruiting in the last year and college coaches not being able to go out and watch kids live. Um, a lot of what we saw happen in the fall was due to, you know, maybe they got to watch a kid a ton and there, and there's definitely those kind of situations, but, um, co- a lot of coaches were just going to what they knew as far as who was out there and who was available. Um, and so, and, and you know, I, I would probably be in the same boat wanting to be done with your recruiting class. If you have an opportunity to be done with your recruiting class and the kid's a good fit and they're going to help you program, then be done. Okay, so if you are an athlete in the 2022 class and you are still looking for a place to play, um, if you are getting interested, if you are getting interest from a school, regardless of um, the level, location, division, whatever, whatever you're you're looking at, whatever those um, kind of variables look like, that is a positive thing. Okay, it means that that school has um, availability for. an athlete right now and and that honestly more than anything else with the 2022 class is the hardest part of recruiting um right now so if you are getting interest from a school take a really really hard look at um you know whether or not you can see yourself being there playing there getting along with the coaches getting along with the girls do they have your major right those those types of variables those are the things that you really need to be Um, focused on because interest is really really good Um, and there's a lot of programs out there Um, the way I described it last night to a family was there's a a waterfall um, or or a fire hose um, amount of um, emails and information and athletes being sent to college coaches and there's a trickle coming out the other side right Um, there is just not um, a whole lot of response Um, you're not getting the response from college coaches if they're done with the 2022 class. Um, If they're not looking for athletes, they're, they're just not responding. They're moving on and and they're in season. And so there's a whole another list of variables there that they're dealing with. Um, You know, maybe when we get to the end of this spring and their season is over um, things will open up a little bit as, as maybe they finalize some plans with athletes going forward and they'll start looking at some more 2000 adding some 22s um, that are going to be seniors at that point. Um, we might you know we might get there. Um, but right now, uh, like I said, there aren't a lot of options. there aren't a lot of spots available um, across the board. So um, if you're getting interest from a school, that's a huge positive. It might not be your number one choice. I think that's totally okay, right? Um, the other part of this is if you are not getting a lot of interest um, from from schools, then work really, really hard to expand your search. Division two, Division three, NAIA, um, look outside your comfort zone a little bit as far as maybe distance from home or location or um, things like that. Um, but it is not, uh, it is not a re- recruit market um, right now. And I'm, I'm one that's always been sitting here saying that it, it never really has been. Um, the, the pool that college coaches I think have to, to pull from um, is really, really large, and so. Um, I would just continue guys to, if it's something you want to do, if you want to play college volleyball at the next level, there are still opportunities out there for you. Um, you are just going to have to look really, really hard. Um, and, and again, expand your search a little bit to, to find those. So have a great week, stay warm and remember coaches are people too. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening. If you have found this podcast interesting, helpful, or beneficial, or you're just a huge fan of myself, then please think about donating to the PRI Talk podcast. I would love to continue bringing you recruiting advice, as well as information on current volleyball events, and your support can definitely help make that happen. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you would like more tips, updates or recruiting assistance, go to my website, privolleyball.com. Check out my blog or reach out to me directly if you have any other questions. You can also find me on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Parallel Recruiting Initiative. If you need specific recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you. Please reach out to me on my website or social media.